This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. <laughs> I have been there before, let me tell you. It was located deep in neutral space. It was a port of call of refugees, smugglers, businessmen, diplomats, and travelers from a hundred worlds. Could be a very dangerous place. But we accepted the risk for being there by... Uh, oh, oh, uh, another time, another time, another... Ah, you're here already! Good! Good! I was just, uh telling my uh, new crew about some of the places that I have been over the years and, uh, well, I, it's a nut story for another time. You know how that goes. Now, uh, now, everyone go, 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 enjoy and go about your business. Keep doing things. Yes, 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 it was the last best hope for peace. Do you want me to say this every time? Every time I have to do this. Ah. Uh, I'm in the middle of something. Why don't you go and get some sets designs or scripts written or study your acting? No, I just didn't tell you to go do it yourself. Ugh. Just allow me time to talk to this individual here. Yes? Good. Now, you go. Go. Except for you. Ariadne, two on the house. Ugh. The joys of running a successful, well, moderately successful, kind of successful, uh, cinematographic experience. Uh, anyway, you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about the Tomari Celestia, yes? Good, good, good. I will tell you another tale. Good. Now, when last we left our in the bell, <laughs> when last we left our intrepid crew, Oh, well, several had already seen the Technomage that was on board, Edland. And Ty went to go investigate the chapel. And in the chapel, Ty found something very dear and close to her heart. And her abdomen and ribcage. It was her actual body! As well as the body of her child taken over by a new thing, calling itself a prophet, calling itself a leader of this group. But that wasn't enough to sway Ty. Ty was strong. Ty was sure. Ty did not want to deal with that sort of thing. And the body was a body as a body. What are you going to do? However, Ty was instrumental in helping out in other ways, primarily when it came to dealing with Edlund. However, this is something that's going to come up when Duli and Mirgrat meet back with Ty and they discuss things with the captain, or I should say, with the acting officer, as the captain is currently insane, which is going to go wrong very soon. But if memory serves, they were going to head to Medlab and find out more of what's going on there. Or was it? No, the bridge. Oh, sorry. The bridge. bridge. Sorry. The bridge now. 
It's okay. I hear. I, I understood that. So we'll just run with that. Yeah. All right. So you head to bridge where. Let's see. About this time. Yeah, John Miller, uh, who is the first officer now captain, is on break, so he's not there. You guys need a new contact, who is the current the current person on deck, who's basically the third or fourth in command structure, if you get right down to it, kind of the <laughs> night shift captain. Because <laughs> at this point, you know, like we're you know, <laughs> captain is still on the disabled list. The first officer, he can't be there all the time. He needs to, you know, have a break or two every now and then, or he'll pop and starve to death. So you have to have somebody who is taking over for the time being. Uh, Lieutenant Commander uh, Kurt uh, is currently the first officer. Kurt is, hold on a second. <laughs> Since I'm making this up, I might as well make it make it up right. Uh, I know you're saying okay. Kurt, but I'm hearing Kurt. Okay, Kurtz. <laughs> uh, okay. No, just because of Pockets now. Oh, right, okay. Um, wow, I just rolled twice and I got the same thing. Okay, Kurt is not the right name simply because I rolled uh, Mimbari female. So, we're just gonna run with that. So, uh, looking over, looking over. Okay. So, not Kurt, but uh, Essel. Yeah, so Essel of the, looks like a warrior clan female, is the current third in command. I'm also putting this down in the notes so I don't forget this later. <laughs> I mean, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that's why I'm putting it down in the notes so I remember it. Okay. She is, uh, interesting enough, she's dressed in an ISA outfit, which actually doesn't look that different uh, from the Babylon 5 outfit. Not the traditional Earth Force, but the, the you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the cool one. The black. Yes. The, the, the nice one, the dark, uh, the, the dark color with the patch on the side. Yeah, the nice one. Okay. Yes, the, the black one. So she's kind of dressed in something like that as she stands in the, you know, where normally the captain sits, not like in the chair, but before the chair. Her hands behind her back, and she's just kind of keeping her head around at various things, watching as people work. She's also every now and then keeping an eye on various shuttles that are going to and from the various moons as they still continue to do uh, set up colonies and survival stations uh, for the various places. And she looks over and says, ah, uh, the first people who show up is, of course, uh, Dooley and Mirgrat. This is, ah, Librarian Mirgrat and uh, Lieutenant Dooley, Special Agent. How can I be of service? I think we should wait until Ty gets here. I kind of glance from her to, to Mirgrat because I think there's a lot to report, but we should only say it once. She nods. Shall I rouse the captain in this case? How long has the captain been sleeping? Oh, Sorry, are we talking acting captain, captain or foaming at the mouth captain? <laughs> <laughs> she looks over and says, I'm fairly certain that inference was obvious. Uh, he's been away I for six hours. I didn't say that in the rat voice. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I have a character oh, voice for a reason, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, 
Yeah, I don't there think There was a game a long to... time ago. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, there was, was a game saying, a long time ago. A uh, long time ago, uh, apparently got a little bit of a delay, no worries. But a game a long time ago where uh, a person of mine said that since there's things like Dwarvish, Elvish, and everything else like that, they determined that if you're speaking in that language, you have to be speaking in a certain accent. So Dwarvish was Scottish, uh, French was Elvish, I think Gnomish was German or something like that. So that way they had people, you know, say, well, what do you say to them? All right, say to them in the beautiful Dwarvish voice. Okay, well, you know, they responded, you know. So yeah. I like the implication that if you can't do one of those accents, your character can't speak that language. You saw, you've seen the meme, right? Of the uh, the D&D game where this one girl wanted to play, but uh, she wasn't very versed in English. In fact, Spanish was her main language. Yep. And so they made a character for her that was Elven. They decided that uh, the Elven language was Spanish and that she ne her character never took common as a language. So, she understood just enough to kind of understand the game, but to get points across, she would speak in Spanish, and one of the other people who could speak Spanish, aka Elvin, would translate back and forth. I did I not see that, that but... Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, that's one to grow on. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, yeah, I will say to said, her, um, I, don't, I don't think we need to wake him up yet. I'm not sure what Ty has to say. I... Yeah, I, I I don't know how useful my information will be, but seeing as how I need to use some resources to potentially get the rest of the information, which makes no sense to you, but will. But let's just wait till Ty gets here. <laughs> she nods. Uh, she looks over. Uh... Okay, that was a motorcycle. Ow. I thought, yeah, who I has a tiger that. in their house? <laughs> I mean, also me, but not in this room. Hey, what you call your partner is up to you. Um, <laughs> you've already designated the fact that he is a cat in, is in a cat. human form. So. He, he is definitely a cat. Um, he, he he is more of a house cat. Uh, also, fair he's enough. a vegetarian. That's fascinating. Uh, <laughs> he did just meow, Sorry, however. <laughs> Sorry, when you said he was a vegetarian, the first thing that came to my mind was was Futurama. You know, things eat meat. No, we don't. We taught a lion to eat tofu. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what's going on here. <laughs> so, anyway, she nods and says, uh, uh, Jensen, please keep an eye on the uh, station. You have the con for a minute. Alert me if there's any issues whatsoever. Yes, Lieutenant Commander. He says, uh, let us progress to the uh, uh, to the ready room. Uh, there's another term for it, but the conference room, essentially, uh, which is just you know basically out the door around the corner, and there's a little bit of a conference room. You guys have all been here before, because this is where you spilled the beans about what the heck's been going on anyway to the captain and the first officer when it was Captain Storenko and John Miller. Right. So now it is Essel, who was working with this and so they you guys wait for a minute to wait for ty to show up ty first goes to the bridge and literally ty when you enter the bridge you're like i'm, I'm looking for the captain and all of them literally just kind of with they're not even looking at their docking station not even looking away from their docking stations they just point <laughs> in the direction of, of the conference table it was like everyone's like 
yeah, you know where to go. Uh, <laughs> so you make your, uh, Ty quickly makes their way, makes your way over to the conference table where Dooley, Mirgrat, Yorni, and uh, Lieutenant Commander Essel is is waiting. Hi everyone. Um, so the chapel is actually a cult devoted to the Yithians and controlled by my body suspended in midair with tattoos, of, like more tattoos than my old body used to have. Um, and also there's a lot of them and I think something's wrong with their brains. Like maybe they've been brain swapped or maybe they got what happened to me before or they're on some weird drugs, or the light I th- I think does something to their- I'm just like listing off possibilities as they come to mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the captain, because we didn't tell them about the body swap. Yeah, Ty has- so, is just talking, ah! talking. Ty yeah. is literally well, only talking like... to Mira and Dooley at this point, and is Ugh. just pretending that the lieutenant commander isn't there, who will have absolutely no idea what half of this means, except for the cold part, hopefully. So I- Tattoos, like, okay, um, yeah, they glow, like you know, oh, they glow, like, like yeah, like lights, like oh, really, yeah. I don't know why. Not my department. Do they appear dangerous? Yeah, that's why I'm here. Okay, they're a cult to a dead race that is probably controlling people's minds on the ship. You can tell which people because when you talk to them, they start talking to you about holy books and lights. Let me see. I don't know what to do about this, but it seemed important. Yeah. Ethel looks over and says, I believe that is important. Uh, And what did you have to add? It looks looks right over at Dooley. Okay. Can can I do a uh, what what is it called like read for sense motive sense motive sense motive does yeah. she uh, what are you trying to sense does she believe this does does Ty believe this or does Essel believe this Essel believe what we just said because we've never mentioned body swapping okay or go ahead just like and, uh... oh the weird people are in the office again I'll listen to them <laughs> and make them go away I mean. I think we know about the 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 brain the mind control thing that was going down oh. with Mirgarat. Yeah, the only thing they don't know is that Ty is one of the body swapped people. Well, I, we didn't even because according to this, really Ty is not Ty. It's yeah. D- did we even mention body swapping though? I mean, for I the Ithians, so. Ty would have said something about it when she talked about it before. Just not mention that she is one of the people in a different okay. body because uh, that's the kind of thing she would do. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. I, okay, I don't. I'll have to go back through the record, but I don't believe uh, that anything was said because yeah. you guys did try to keep some of this under wraps because some of this was we don't want them to think we're crazy. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned body swapping. The closest you came was mentioning the bugs and brains and jars because you showcased the brains and jars to uh, the captain and John Miller at the time. Not Essel, Essel would have been on the bridge uh, covering at the time. But the body swapping, I mean, it kind of reminds me of that chapter in Martian Chronicles where the guy is a human on Mars and is put in the insane asylum for insisting he's a human. Yeah, no 
one remembers that. All right. <laughs> I, I've, I've read I, the Martian Chronicles. Thank you. I have not. Person. All right. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of like showing up and saying, "I, you know, I am the prophet so and so," and everybody's like, "Okay, sure you are. Here's a nice padded room." <laughs> yeah. How do you prove that you've been body swapped? Okay. Well, exactly. several people in the room know that ties. Probably. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I'm just not sure she knows. So my well, sense motive is 20. Sense motive is 20, uh, which also, unfortunately, um, Mimbari are notoriously stoic. Yep. Uh, so even then, she hasn't, the best you can say is that she hasn't flippantly thrown you out or said something to the effect of, um, you're an idiot, or I think you should see somebody about these delusions. Uh, the closest you get is just her sitting, listening, nodding her head appropriately, but otherwise just seems to be taking it in. Oh, an appropriate head nod is the height um, of insult in Minbari culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> even even time like, would notice this one. There's apparently a story about one of the editors of National Lampoon uh, magazine. Uh, if you came to him with an idea, nine times out of ten, you would go, tempting, tempting. Which could either mean, oh dear God, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Get the hell out of my office. Or, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's see what we can work with. And you won't know until he finally says it. It's Schrodinger's insult. Yeah. All right, so I'm so, going to look her and say, I, I don't know how much you've been caught up or not caught up. So uh, basically, yeah, there's an ancient race who's trying to take over bodies and live now because in the past their people uh, became eliminated through, and look over at time, what was it, exploding sun or something? Yeah, something but because like they got blockaded in by the Vorlons. The, the opposite yeah. of that actually, but you're on the right track. Okay. We we know of several individuals who uh, basically are not occupying their bodies anymore. What I discovered... I see. Is... <laughs> yeah. Is that an I see, please go on, crazy person? Or I see uh, they haven't told me this and I need to process it. <laughs> It's a funny thing with the Mimbari. Place your bets. Place your bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't have culture Mimbari. I um, do. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't Can think I so. roll culture Mimbari? No, I don't. I believe culture Mimbari and will actually give you a... Well, how many uh, levels of culture Mimbari do you have? Uh, give me a sec. Are you thinking synchronicity? Yeah, the synchronicity would add to your sense motive. Yeah, I have six ranks of Minbari culture. Which Usually I think you need only... eight to get the synchrony. Eight yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, so, yeah, page 87. Synergy, they call it. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Synergy. synergy, yes. Thank... Page 87. What did I do with my book? <laughs> oh, there it is. Hold on a second. The joys of the book being just out of reach. Okay. Yes. Uh, 87. Perhaps your arms should be longer. Here we go. Yeah, dang. <laughs> Felt that. 
<laughs> Excuse me while I involve longer arms, but unfortunately evolve into a form that's quite incapable of drinking coffee. Um, that is true. Sorry, that is a very weird deep cut. I probably outgeek the room on that. No, because remember, I'm in a Mutants and Masterminds game, and we have a Plastic Man. Well, true. What I was referring to was the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio drama. When they leave oh. the restaurant at the end of the universe, they're in a ship full of races that evolve on a dime. And then even the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy says, uh, when unable to reach the sugar for their coffee, they're likely to evolve into a being with much longer arms, but is quite incapable of drinking coffee. Uh, yep, you up, geek. So, I was thinking you were referring to... Sorry. It's all right. Yeah, so uh, if you have a specific culture, diplomacy and linguistics checks uh, member of that culture. Sense motives are also good for diplomacy checks and linguistics. So while it doesn't say knowledge, culture, and sense motive, I feel like they really should be uh, added to that. So yeah, go ahead. If you have a eight or more ranks, in, which you don't in Mimari, so you can't get that synergy bonus to your sense motive check. So go ahead and roll sense motive anyway. Okay. Oh, this is good. By good, I mean bad. <laughs> Bad means good, and to uh, shake your booty means to wiggle one's butt. That's a sense of advice. 17! Not that bad, apparently. 17. Not that bad. Although, again, stoicism, everything else like that, it's again, cannot quite tell if Essil's being very polite, is taking in the knowledge, or formulating interesting uh, points in the body to be touched to incapacitate you all, so much easier to throw you I out. I call bullshit. Minbari already know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's no way so, they'd let a, a warrior cast Minbari off the planet if, if, if they didn't already have that knowledge. Oh, true, true. But it's again, it's, it's the nerve endings. The nerve endings are, are, are very specific to each person. You got to get them just right. So, so yeah, so 17. Yeah, you're still doing the she's still just sitting listening. She has not thrown you out. She has not declared you all to be affected by the brain winds. <laughs> nor has she d had decided that you should go all meditate upon your insanity and perhaps see Dr. Rule for interesting medication. <laughs> also, that dude's a war uh, criminal. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but only time kind of mirror, I noticed that. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think you also told... So, me. yes, I believe you told yeah. uh, Dooley. You guys had a kind of a conference about this. Oh, yeah, that's right. But you didn't... But Ty did not mention, did not show the book. You just mentioned the pills that you got and what they did, because Mirgrat then evaluated them, realized what they did, and then told me, Dan, did you honestly give a, a psionic uh, uh, enhancer to Mirgrat and say, maybe you shouldn't take this? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Mirgrat knows about some of this dude's shit and is, is not going to take anything uh, he gives them. Yeah, this book is Ty's uh, retirement <laughs> if she doesn't get her own bank account back because she's permanently stuck as a human, which is looking very likely now, so she's not going to tell other people about that. Fair All right, enough. so... She's totally capable of blackmailing EarthGov. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he's not a member of EarthGov anymore. He is, however, a member of the Talmarie Celestia, a mega corporation. Yeah, but the press is going to think that all of this is real interesting, so... It's not That's true. Good for them. 
So, mm-hmm. so you both. Oh, okay. So, so, Julie, what do you tell Essel? Because I don't think you actually mentioned you, you. I don't think you brought up your report to Essel. Not yet. Not yet. So. Uh, yeah. All right. So we we met a self-proclaimed techno mage. Who? Yeah, the worst. Yeah, he was not exactly what I would call a stellar individual. Um, he claims to have knowledge of where we are, and claims that he can help us. Not that he will. Can can was the word used. Um, find a shorter path home. He didn't say specify how short. If we help free his ship from our ship, evidently his ship was scooped up as part of space debris to do some patches. I suspect you will need a much stronger negotiator than me to get any sort of real answer out of him. May I recommend a Bakari? Um, <laughs> but he gave me. Oh, the data crystal. Yeah, okay. I untuck my sh- I take off my belt, I untuck my shirt, I kind of wiggle a little bit with my hand behind me and hope to catch it. Mm-hmm. Yep, well, I've done that too. Have you seen the darn... <laughs> just like stand there and like watch Dooley do this, like completely fucking baffled. <laughs> and I hold out the data crystal and I say, he gave me this, which supposedly has useful information on it. May I recommend we put it into an isolated system? She says, that would probably be wise. But let me uh, uh, get one together. We don't, you know, every, with everything being so interlinked, it's hard to actually have an isolated system on the ship. But again, these things do happen for sandbox reasons, specifically for stuff like this. I figured, yeah, somebody in security would have something. Uh, actually, it would be engineering, but yeah. Okay. So uh, she says, let me uh, let me acquire a system that might be able to read this crystal in security. So she actually holds out her hand. May I? Mm-hmm. She'll drop it in her hand. She, I she looks at it, kind of looks curious at Curious to know what's on it. As am I. She uh, hits her communicator, asks engineering for a isolated computer unit for scanning a data crystal. And they said, you know, uh, oh, yeah, one of those? Yeah, sure. Uh, coming right up. Uh, oh, no, they asked her to fill out a form in triplicate for that oh, yes. position. <laughs> I was about to say, you guys haven't been in IT a lot, have you? Because <laughs> no, there's people who like to do this. Time. It depends on yeah, who's asking. Sometimes it's, oh, don't worry about that. You're high enough up the food chain. I'll take care of it, and you can sign it later. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also, like, this is what... They clearly are always running out of these things because they're in high demand. <laughs> so, well, most things are connected to the network anyway, so they're easy computers left, right, and center. Just an isolated unit is basically meant for scanning antivirus purposes and stuff like that. Yeah, but because they're not connected to the network, people leave so, them places and they can't get them back. <laughs> right. So... 
Um, in this particular case, well, it's not like the passengers are going to be able to get them. So this is like, you know, property of the corporation. They're you're going to hold on to it. But yeah, yeah but it, again, even about, like, you, listen, you leave an unnetworked computer in an air duct once, and it lives in that air duct now. Mm-hmm. Or it walks. <laughs> there, or or it walks, or more or more than likely, you know, the the person who lives in the air duct will hear it from the manager, and then they'll have to go in you know, covered in grease or whatever to go get said uh, uh, laptop again and bring it back out uh, and make sure to give them the walk of shame so they never do this again. That also is a, a viable prospect in this situation. Well, it is now that they have the forms to fill out, but before they just get left for <laughs> Fair enough. I, welcome to our game. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. But, uh... <laughs> there is some other um, <laughs> For those of you who just entered the theater... So, anyway, um... Give it, like, again, 10-15 minutes, uh, an isolated a pad arrives, and it's basically not much more than essentially an, an iPad or something like that with a crystal reader in it. Even though they, they did actually have closer to laptops everywhere in Babylon 5, because they were trying to be future. theoretically futuristic. Future 90s! Yeah. Uh, future 90s, ho! Like I said, just be thankful everything's not on CDs. Uh, laser discs! <laughs> not just laser discs, but the small three and a half inch DVDs that had a plastic case around them. <gasps> Mini discs. Oh, like the zip, <laughs> the, the iOmega zip discs. I actually Stuff found like one that, of those yeah. the other day. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but uh, we used to have a digital camera that used floppy disks as the storage medium. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. By the way, the best line I ever heard recently, somebody found an old three and a half inch disc uh, on their storage, and their kid asked them a simple question. Why did you 3D print a save icon? Oh, damn. I have one of those textbook that I got from the uh, multivariate analysis textbook I have from the 90s that's full of fucking SAS data sets. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, like, use it. Like, I don't have anything to put it into to see if it even still works, but, yep, I have this thing. That's funny. <laughs> There you go. So after a few, uh, after again about 15, 20 minutes, uh, computer shows up and the engineer assures that it is absolutely 100% uh, not linked to anything. There is no uh, wireless transmitter. There's no wires attached. It's absolutely not connected to the network. They use it specifically for virus checking or other versions of malware, whatever they would call it in them days when uh, uh, the phrase ICE uh, was a big to-do and a huge buzzword for hackers. In them old days of cyberpuncture. I mean, do make sure um, that you boot it up in safe mode just in case. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so system turns on. She inserts the data crystal. After a few moments, the data crystal loads up. The normal interaction screen fades away. Um, the laptop closes on its own. Essentially, it's a laptop, but it's... Yeah, you get the idea. It closes on its own, opens back up, but this time as it opens up, again, it looks more like a book, like a written book. 
and a hologram is projected. These things actually can have holographic projectors, little small ones, not on Kaba. Uh, but a little holographic uh, imaging comes up, and there is Edland, who bows and then says, uh, Captain. Uh, he literally it just bows to both uh, Essel as to Ty, Mirgrat, uh, Duli, and Yorni, and he says, Captain, others in attendance. Thank you for taking this time. I believe I have some information that may be of some use, however, as limited as it may seem. So please, first of all, you might want to adjust your scanners to this. The hologram motions to the motions to the right like he's Vanna White turning over a letter. And he's like, try this. Oh, when he does that, this screen appears and there's a spectroscopic diagram and calculations on it. This may assist with some of your issues. However, I may suggest this as well turns does the same thing to the left, and another holographic screen opens up with other calculations. This, however, will be radio frequencies and and essentially what the local equivalent of radio frequencies will help determine which areas have and have not had settlements on this particular uh, last outpost, as it were. Now, as this is this one helps will determine whether or not there's still radiant energy, particularly of Vorlon organic technology on various ships. However, this he kind of does below him. He says this is a way system for the area. It's not much of this, uh, the area that we know, but it's just the echoes from what we'll be able to detect in the area. So you should be able to notice that there are planetary systems here, 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 and here. And as he touches the hologram, they of course. Uh, pop up. He says, since this is Volvon territory, I suspect you will not need to go here. And he draws a line of fire uh, indicating, yeah, do not cross this bad. Luckily, you guys are on the good side, not the bad side. He says, now, from here, Vorlons do not use jump gate technology in the same way. They can, but they don't. So they don't construct the same uh, connectors as the uh, rest of the system does. However, there is another way to go through here. However, here is the biggest problem from what I could see. He opens up a book for himself, and out of the book comes three images. An image of three beings. One is obviously the bugs. One is what uh, Ty saw in the Ithian worlds. And the other is very much what the flesh suit looked like before it left the ship at the last season. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Can I just no. like say, please never say flesh suit again? <laughs> <laughs> We've had this conversation. We have. Yeah, we have, apparently we have okay. to have it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like, look at Dooley and be like, you didn't pay this guy to tell us something that we obviously already know about, did you? No, we yet. Nothing but <laughs> yeah, Mirgrat really didn't like him. He was extremely kind of offensive and super serious. No, uh, I told him that I could not make any promises regarding freeing his ship, and I would have to talk to somebody who could. Yeah, that's good. This, this so is fucking useless. He's, we already know all this shit. He has. Yep. Well, you guys know this stuff. You haven't told everybody else. Well, we told them a lot of it. Yeah, they know we're we in told them about the bugs. You tell them about... I know about the flesh thing. It was impossible to miss. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we True, need to come up with another name for that thing. 
What, okay. what, what important detail did we not tell uh, them? I'll try to... As Edlin says, these are, as some races call them, middle children. They are not the first ones. They are not the current young, uh, current races, nor are the younger races. They are the between groups. And some of them have links to the ancient people. This one, he points at the, uh, the thing with fans and the crown of eyes. He says, these are organic technologists. These, he points towards the Athean things, were supposed to be destroyed and banished, and yet they're still around. Time manipulators, I believe, or memory manipulators, as we've called them in various times. And these, he points to the bugs, are the Kulati. I'm told that even the shadows despised these beings. All three of which are either have been or currently on this ship. And to take it home, well, that would spell a disaster for everybody in the universe. Got it. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's we don't have the figure. option to get rid of them. So there's uh, the, the program says, however, if you need more information or if I could be about any other use, this is just but I would say a taste. There are some information I cannot reveal for well, let's just say NDA reasons. But if you need any more assistance, please, uh, please click on here. And uh, he pulls out his hand, and out of the hand comes out this little gargoyle-like thing, like <laughs> push me, push me, push me. I'm sorry. Did this techno mage just invent Clippy? Because I'm coming <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, this, this might be evil. Like I don't think we should trust this guy. Well, I don't trust him anyways. I don't trust anybody who says, I'll barter with information, but let me answer your questions in such an obscure way that they are of no use. So, <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think it, it, it's probably obvious, but on record, Mirat doesn't trust him either. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of glance over at the acting captain. So... That's what we found. Don't know how helpful it is. He if might have information true that's and accurate. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I was going to say he might actually have some information that is useful. Don't know. Mirgra, uh, sorry, the uh, Essel looks over and says, "If what you're saying is true." First of all, I will have to arouse uh, the uh, the commander. He will currently has the authority to make such decisions. Uh, second of all, I do not know how could we get uh, get his ship out. As you say, we will look into it. I suspect. And third, he is a techno mage. They are known to be dramatic and unreliable at times, but very very knowledgeable. We are willing Good to bargain idea. with such that in this situation. Why not hmm? just have him drop us all off where we want to go and then he can have the whole damn ship and do whatever he wants with it afterwards. Yeah, the shareholders won't be happy, but they're going to be even less happy if we just vanish forever. Actually, I believe they would prefer the vanishing. That way they could file insurance claims. Eh, fuck them. Mirgrat not helping. <laughs> yes, but unlike certain techno mages, I will not withhold information simply because I believe it will upset you. 
Yes, there is that. However, I believe he will not go for this because he wants to leave the ship for the same reason he doesn't want us to bring the ship anywhere. In that it may result in contaminating the rest of the universe with creatures that don't need to be there. Well, then why I does he think his ship is... This is a valid point! Well, Sorry, that was too many talking at once. Becca, Sorry. go first. I will begrudgingly admit that this is a valid point! Well, he wants his ship. Ty, you're up. Um, he wants his ships, and his ship is part of this ship, so it's uh, gonna be bringing contamination somewhere. His front door is part of this ship. I don't know that the rest of the ship is actually part of this ship. I think oh. he did some weird thing. She looks okay. at Ethel looks over and says, Are you suggesting he has created a dimensional pocket? Uh, if that's what it means, I think it means, yeah. What does he need our help for? But he just needs uh, us to cut his front door off the bulkhead? Because I think it's, uh, you know, manual labor, and uh, he might be allergic to it or something. Mm. I think also there might be a little tiniest twinge of let's not kill everybody on the ship by cutting the wrong cable. I don't know. Maybe I should talk to this guy. Not that you two think... are inept. <laughs> no, no, no. At this kind I, of I... thing. But you are inept to this kind of thing. Yeah, I think you would be much better <laughs> talking to this guy than I was. Uh, I will admit that straight out. He talked in circles and does not negotiate directly. And it's very... Uh, well, I won't say it's quite up to the skill of the Bakari, but it is, it is close. I will confess that Diplomat was not my original calling in life! <laughs> You're a scientist and a researcher. Someone should really do something about mm -hmm, that cult. Meanwhile, someone should really do something about that cult. Yeah. You have a point there. Let us see what we can do about that. I will alert security about their presence. And we will keep an eye out for... How would we identify them? Um, they just go around talking about holy books and lights and, you know, the kind of things people talk about when they're in a weird cult that appears to be stealing their brains. You should probably screen your officers and make sure they're not also part of this cult before you do this. Also, anyone with glowing tattoos, no matter how rad they may appear! <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who spends an inordinate amount of time in steerage for any reason. Very well. I will... He, she looks like she just kind of shrugs. Very well. I will ask that screening processes begin. Well, it's better for security if we know who is, as you say, on our side and who is not. I will keep an eye out for any glowing tattoos. I cannot say I've encountered any before, so finding new ones should be quite astonishing. And then oh, I will do my best to. Uh, I will. Do, you know, I will have to inform the captain of the situation, as we are trying to again coordinate efforts to, for our own survival. So 
yes, I will take this all into account. I think this is information that we need. Um, I will also show him what has been addressed to us by this Edlund. Um, also, considering the uh, creatures of cloud, uh, the crown of eyed creatures, the bugs, uh, the Kulati, as they are called, and the Yithians. I think this is also information we need to have in spades. Very well. I will take this under advisement. She stands up. Thank you. Special Agent, you have done well. Uh, doctor, looking over a tie. Doctor, I know that this is taking you away from your clinic, but I appreciate all you've done for this situation. Please keep your eye out for the cult and do keep us uh, abreast of what's going on in the situation. Ambassador, librarian, I know this has also been an awkward time for you, but I thank you again for all your efforts and working with the various factions on board. I thank you for, for your time and service. It is my pleasure! So, oh. <laughs> just hold on a second, flipping a couple of cards here. Ty, do you want to okay. go try and negotiate with this guy? I Sure, the other thing I've been spending all my time doing is kind of pointless now, so why not? <laughs> As you were stalking a cult, and the cult said, come on in, and you went, nope, we're done. Uh, <laughs> For what it's worth, you have a very interesting look as a human. Eh, you know what? I'm resigned to it. Um, so, uh, Yorni can show you where he's located. I don't think we should bring Mirgrat back in there. She might do body harm. <laughs> I think you're vastly overestimating Mirgrat's deck score, <laughs> uh, but there might be an international <laughs> incident. Might be a Let's little. just say it's very negotiated without her there. Yes. Them there. Yes. Let's... Let's just say it is good that, that she does not own a PPG. Uh, I don't know how recently you've looked at my character sheet, Dan, but I do own a time. I have one of the special Pac Mara ones that do extra damage because they're masters of plasma weapons. Okay, great. <laughs> yes. But it's still in your bike. Go no, I carry it on my person at all times. Ah, Whatever it is, she enough. does. I for fine. Like, Mirgorat's just <laughs> never had to throw hands. Mm. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, throw hands, throw tentacles. Yeah, whatever. no, but uh, like, I, I've been armed and dangerous this entire time. <laughs> so yes, Yorni will, uh, she says, I will, I will take you to see Edland. Uh, it's probably best that I get a couple of uh, pointers while I'm there. Uh, please, uh, follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Sure, I look very skeptical about Yorni, but... <laughs> <laughs> but whatever works. Whatever. Yep. You do make your way down to first class... Yeah, up, well, actually, I'm way down. You're still technically in first class area. But you go down to the first class area um, to follow your need to to that. While that's happening with Ty, what is Julie and Mirgrat doing? I'm assuming Mirgrat needs to take a time out to kind of cool down. Uh, I mean, 
I think the code for that is check on the interns. Okay, <laughs> uh, you're gonna go check on the interns. Well, we need to go talk, see how that Mimbari is doing with his current task. Yes! Okay. So. So, are both of you gonna go to uh, Mirgrat's old quarters to see how uh, uh, Tuvo and, and Milgram are doing with the brains? Yeah, let's check in on their progress. Okay, so I'll take you a little time to get there, no problem, so let's go with Ty. So Ty, you are led by Yorni, who has an extra, well, for lack of a term, pip in her step. Um, she's, you know, not the, entirely the dour, you know, quiet, head-bound, how can I help you, uh, person she once was. Whatever has happened to her recently, she seems to be standing a little bit taller, a little bit straighter, but she's eagerly uh, heading you down the right path and takes you to um, take you to this alcove where there is a picture and that's it. It's a nice alcove, but it's an alcove. Uh, she kind of waves you in towards the picture and then she musters up a little bit of will and you can see her just kind of taking a sec to breathe. She holds her hands up, makes a sign that, again, just looks like she's waving her waving her fingers around in the air, and then says, indistinguishable. And not the side with the picture on it, but like the side of the hall opens up, just slides open floor to ceiling. Inside is... I won't say a dark room, but basically somebody has done a study in black. Um, you know, the furnishings, the table, the uh, every, most things on here are either black or gray of some variety. Uh, the things that aren't kind of pop out, whether that be the fire on the stove, the, the, the bowls, which are either, you know, brown colored or oddly enough red colored, like they've been red lacquered, like you'd find at like Ikea. Um, okay. And, uh, on a couch, not necessarily a couch, I guess it's a, a settee or a lounging couch, I guess you could say, is a man, human, uh, who has a, his, uh, a hood drawn up over him, flipping through a book as he's, uh, you know, lounging there. Ah, come in, come in, come in. Ah, it turns over. Ah, Yorni, I believe you're here for a lesson, yes? Oh, he looks over. Duck. Sure, is it? Sure. <laughs> Go with that. He kind of nods and says, I see. Very good. Uh, he just he says, uh, one thing, can you... Um, he literally just uh, puts both of his fingers underneath his collar and kind of hooks them under and just kind of pulls up and does that a couple of times of the kind of the, could you do this motion? Why? He says, I have to make sure you're not wearing anything blue. Uh, all right. I, um, do it, I guess. This okay. Nuance, Basically, you but... could tell with the mo. Yeah. The motion you could tell is to try to hook anything you might have as a necklace and pull it up. Uh... Yeah, I like kind of um, open my which, shirt again, a little bit and like show him that I'm not wearing a necklace or a wire or anything. 
Okay. He's like, ah, thank you. Much appreciated. So, uh, he actually passes the book to Yorni. Yorni, pages 81 to minus, uh, square root of a minus 87. Uh, in the back room, have a sit, read, I will talk to your friend for a little bit. Is that, you know, he turns, he turns to Ty. Is that acceptable? Sure. She was just you know, showing me the way, basically. Okay. I don't think Ah, we good. Her. No problem. Then we can talk. Oh, well, you might. She's very useful and very talented. And did you know she actually has a talent for cooking that she's never mentioned? So, anyway, Yorni, please, studies. Thank you. Now, he turns, he puts his feet down on the uh, the deck. He lifts himself up. Now, claps his hands. Uh, oh. oh, so, oh, uh, that was, I, I see BRB dogs. That's probably, yeah, got it. Um, so, so, very good. So, uh, Doctor. How can I help you? Given to understand that you have possibly a way to get us back to normal space and that you want something in exchange for it, and I am here to negotiate for that. On that subject. He nods. Okay. He nods. I do have possibilities and I have ways that I can help with. I can't just click my fingers and get you back to where you need to be, and I suspect that would be bad if that happened anyway. I can, however, make better odds than you have now. How much better? Much better odds. He kind of runs his head, things... I'd say somewhere in the range of 60 to 80%. All right, let's talk. What do you want? He says, I want? He kind of waves his hand around. How much were you told about me? Well, that you appear to be a technomancer and that you want your ship, which is part of this ship. But nobody seems to be too sure what exactly that means. And we can't really help you if you don't throw us a bone here and explain it. In normal words, not weird, like, circular rhymes. Circular rhymes. You've been talking to strange people again. <sighs> Allow me to see if I can uh, uh, educate you in a way that you might understand. So you'll excuse me if this doesn't sound always correct, because it's strangely not. Anyway, so allow me to explain this. This, he weighs around, is my ship. Um, we are between uh, rooms 586 and 587, mm -hmm. which are adjoining doors. Mm -hmm. Um, all this is between those rooms. He points and around, and this is a fairly sizable area. He says, and? Um, he says, how much square footage do you think there is here? Oh, I don't know. What? Three, four hundred, maybe a little more? He says, there are 2,308 square feet. So, how would you like us to achieve this? Do you want us to cut up bulkheads? Do you want us to... I'm trying to find a way to extricate this ship from the larger ship without destroying the larger ship entirely by its loss. Mm-hmm. Well, that's encouraging. None of the circuits is leave the plan is for everybody to be killed. Egg, I'm right there with you. 
Uh, that's why I was asking for assistance. If this was just simply going out with a blowtorch or, uh, you know, with a screwdriver, undoing stuff and letting my ship loose like a, like a parasite from a wound, I would have done it a long time ago. But I can't, not without causing major damage to the ship and its functions. So I stay. I stay. I go to the bazaar every now and then and sh you know, read fortunes or or trade trinkets for what I need and find out that there's only so many Zunbergers one can eat at a time without being sick. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like living in a food court. Amateur. Uh, <laughs> he is okay. Human that was all. funny. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but so you see my dilemma. That is why I asked for assistance. But I had to wait for her. That was the other reason I had to wait before I can make my presence known in the same way. She is ready, so I'm ready to help in whatever way I can. But like I said, and I told the other person, I can help in a number of ways with information, with a little technology, a little assistance. I cannot solve the whole problem because number one, I can't solve the whole problem. I can make your chances of survival better with what I know. I can't teach you everything because one, you haven't had years and years of training of magic principles, circuitry, laser and myths to help in the situation. Two, the technology we have is limited because we have to be limited. If everybody had the same abilities we did, we'd all be in trouble because like the Vorlons would say, you are not ready for that level of technology. So I can only give so much. That being said, I'm looking to help. Does that agree with you? It's a little hard to agree to anything without specifics about what you want us to do. I need your help to get my ship out without... He just kind of throws his yes. head. He's like, I feel like I just... But I feel like I've discussed this a hundred times. Okay, let's put it this way. There's a quarter stuck in this tin can. The only way to get the quarter out is to destroy the tin can so the quarter can float away or somehow remove this, uh, the, uh, the uh, quarter from the tin can in a way that does not cause all the soda inside to burst out and flood the stars and kill everyone on board. Yes, but how if you do you can find expect it? us to do this for you or help you with this in some way? I, I can't agree to some vague promise of help on behalf of several hundred thousand people. I don't have a lot of conscience, but I got more conscience than that. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, I'm that's asking funny. for... <laughs> At least tie knows her boundaries. <laughs> yeah. He says, fair enough, but I can't tell you what to do because I don't know. Well, how about That's this? why I'm asking you. If it was an engineering problem, I'd talk to engineering. If it was a captain thing, I could talk to them. Yorni found me. You, uh, you and your associates, or I should say your associates, managed to open the door to talk to me. The rights have been 
have been done. Now I can talk. So I now ask a favor for a favor and I can offer what I can. And if at the end of this, you have to destroy the ship because of the the three beings that I have already meant, I assume that you've, you've shown the, uh, the, the captain, the crystal I sent. When that happens, this little holographic gremlin pops onto his shoulders. They have the master, they have it. Yes, yes, very good, very good. A, a little morsel kind of appears in his hand and he gives it to it and he chops up. And then it disappears. Okay, so you have shown this to the captain. So you understand more of what's going on. So if you well, want to assist in this, with the captains, with everybody on board, I'm more than happy to do what I can. Consider me a member of the crew, if you will. But, and I can give you knowledge. You're, you've been sent here as a negotiator, so I'm assuming you have some authority. Mm. Only one way to find out. <laughs> well, what do you suggest? Hey, that, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you need what a research assistant, um, a strange version of an engineer, some kind of subspace thing. I, you what? Like a research assistant. You need a research assistant. Do not give him any of my fucking interns. I saw him. <laughs> Come on now. He says, uh, whatever you can manage, talk to the engineers, see if they can figure out a way of extracting this deck plate without destroying the rest of the the the, the, the ship. Um, something to that effect. They may know more than I do when it comes to structural engineering. I'm an artificer. I'm very good at building things. This is beyond my ken. And yes, if I could convert this whole ship into my pen uh, penance and take it anywhere I wanted to, I might. I might get bored in it, but I might do that. But I can't. Not yet. So this is up to you and up to your people. All the fates point in your direction. So I have to abide by that. I have known well a long time ago that fate is a fickle mistress, and if you try to turn against her, it does not go well. So I lean into it. Yeah, uh, sure, whatever. Um, he looks talk over and says, I think he's kind of on. We can talk to our pilots. Uh, we can do all that in return if we can make this work for you. What we want is... Actually, we need two things. First of all, you know that these great beings are running around the ship or whatever you want to call them. I would like your help getting rid of them in the such a children. way that... Yes, the middle children. Um, in such a way that we can take this ship back without setting them loose on the entire galaxy and creating another Shadow War type situation. And also, obviously, we I agree. need help going back to getting out of Vorlon space and going back to civilization. Uh, say, you help us get to the vicinity of Babylon 5. Specifically. He nods and says, Well, the Babylon 5 is the center of everything. I think that's appropriate. It's a uh, yes. I will help however I can to get everyone home and to help deal with 
oh, how how would you put it? Oh, yes, the infestation. Mm. Yeah, that's a good word for it. All right, um, deal. He says, he, he holds out his hands, uh, shake on it? Sure, why not? I... Okay. Very, very gingerly, like, reach out and, like, kind of <laughs> lightly shake his hand. Okay. He shakes his hand. He's got a decent grip, but he's not doing the, uh, the, uh... <laughs> he's not doing the scorpion, get over here! Or that sort of, you know, uh, that sort of handshake. He's just kind of, like, like a very, almost business-like, you know, pumps twice. Thank you. Uh, as a Mercury, you would respect his handshake etiquette. Um, as someone who has touched a lot of hands to not great effect lately, an air on the side of how I really don't want to touch other people and have any more weird visions. Mm-hmm. He says, I understand. I will help you however I can. I can tell you a few things. I cannot go down to the planets below. I am forbidden to go. But there is people who might be able to survive there, and I think there is something else there that you might find of use. I can't say for certain, but I believe there is something there that you can help with. And I can't say for certain because I cannot go. My kind are not allowed there. So, yes, there is that. One part of help. Two, um, I will see what I can do for the infestations, but these middle children are tricky, but I will do what I can. He then bows. I will also send Yorni back when she's done with her assignment um, so that she may be able to learn. She's got a number of spells to look at, some circuitry to understand, and I have a few daemons I think she'll probably find useful. Also, she has to tell me her recipe for celery soup. It is quite delicious. Um, in the meantime, he bows. Thank you, Ty. I hope you and your son do well. Thank you. Pleasure doing business with you. I'm sure we'll speak again in the near future. Uh, yeah. I like kind of look <laughs> over in the direction of where Jorni is and like just kind of shrug like, uh -huh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the shrug about? Oh, do sorry, I didn't hear you there. Uh, how oh, do we get out he looks here? over to see. Just go to the bookcase and yell your favorite book. I'm not much of a reader. <laughs> how about Maggie? How about Maggie? Your snaps an air freshener in half in frustration and they don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> how about a magazine? Oh, you actually kind of go, you actually kind of go, uh, walk over. Sports, uh, Sports Galaxy Illustrated. And the door just, <laughs> and the, the mage just kind of turns his head to the side, looks over, read a book. Uh, <laughs> God, this guy is such a fucking asshole. I <laughs> doesn't hate him, but she does think it's funny when people mm -hmm. think she's dumb. So she's just gonna like shrug and just keep walking. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, uh, give me a quick notice check. Okay. It's um, new now. Let me see. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I'll give it to you. Um, no, that wasn't a slip of the tongue. He actually called you Ty. 
Yeah, I noticed that. I just wasn't gonna question it because he's a fucking techno mage, so. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it's not that shocking that he would happen to know that I'm not who I'm pretending to be. Mm hmm. Also, he knows about body blocking. So. Yeah, that too. Mm hmm. <laughs> so, you. When you leave, um. When you leave, the door closes behind you. And just to kind of, this would what I would do in the cinematic, as Ty would like stop, they kind of go, and then like turn around and try to say the word indescribable, but uh, sorry, uh, it comes out as indescribable. Yeah, Ty would not or... do that because this is frankly not her business. Ty knows enough about technologies to know that there's really no point fucking with them. <laughs> Fair enough. As they say, do not do not test the uh, the, the will of wizards for that, uh, for they are subtle and quick to anger, and do not trust the pa the patience of dragons, for you are crunchy and good with ketchup. Um. By the way, I think that's a great Pakmara sticker. Do not test the patience of Pakmara, for thou art crunchy and good with ketchup. Actually, it would be more like, do not test the patience of Pakmara. We do not even require ketchup. <laughs> that is good. So, Ty, where are you going from here? I'm assuming you're catching up with uh, Dooley and Mirgrad. Is that correct? Or are you heading someplace else? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go talk to them about our sweet new deal. Okay. Okay, Here, here's here's mm -hmm. a question. So, the, the uh -huh. guy who claimed to be a Technomage. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Edland. No, the other guy. Uh, which guy? The claim to be a technomage. The guy that Ty, Ty and I met this guy who claimed to be mm -hmm. a technomage. Was he? I think it was a Mimbari? No, no. That was, uh, was I believe that was the episode of... Oh, that was a yeah, ranger. You went to go okay. talk to... Yeah, a... that's right. Oh, yeah, actually... Yeah, you went I'm to go talk go... to a paro looking for... I'm gonna call that was ranger. Yeah, sorry. Uh-huh, go ahead. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Need... Yeah, that's what I was. We th that guy. I was thinking we need to, to contact him. I think. Okay. So you kind of you know you have a Paro's kind of information, and so uh, Ty, you you buzz him on the way there, and he says, uh, "This is Sheriff Aparo. How can I help you?" Um, sorry, sorry, was... sorry. Excuse me. Oh, sorry, I was about to say it actually probably comes out something to the equivalent of uh, Sheriff Aparo. How, uh, what service do you require? Um, hello, this is Dr. S Spears. That's right. Spears. From yeah. Dr. Noreen Spears. Spears. From, uh, yes, from, um, from the clinic. Yes, doctor. How can I help? Um, I was down at my job today, and <laughs> I noticed that there's this... <laughs> don't laugh. There's a weird room all the glowing lights, and they just let me in there. Um, it is a very weird cult about some kind of ancient beings that appears to be using some kind of strange lights to control people's minds, and I thought you might like to look into that. I've also alerted security, but I don't know if they're gonna bother. He looks at, I will, I will investigate. Thank you for letting me, uh, letting me know, Doctor. I will let you know what I find. Thank you. Is there anything else? Is there anything else I should know? 
Um, I would, I don't know, wear sunglasses. Don't touch anybody's hands. You should probably take someone else with you. Maybe wear sunglasses. Um, don't read any books that they try to show you. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Quite a number probably of... Don't do any chants. Don't eat or drink anything. I mean, might not hurt to wear a breathing mask. Rules. Might not hurt to wear a breathing mask. <laughs> I see. I will observe and see what I find. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Thank you, Doctor. I will get back to you when I find anything. Clicks off his, uh, the link. Okay, yeah, now I'm gonna go catch up with Dooley and Mirgarat, okay. wherever they're at. Okay. So, let's see, it's 5.06. I think I have a decent uh, cliffhanger coming up, but, so, fairly quickly, you know, not too quickly, but fairly quickly, you do get uh, Dooley and, uh, and Mirgarat, again, find Milgram and Tuvo essentially meditating in front of the brains. And... Uh, this looks like exactly what I wanted. Good job. <laughs> like, Mirgarat just comes in and looks um, pleased. Tuvo actually kind of opens his eyes and, again, like an, an eight-year-old kid or a nine-year-old kid sent to a, a meditation camp, you can see him open one eye and kind of mime the phrase, Help me! Sorry, what was that, Becca? Isn't isn't Tuvo like twelve? Ten. He's twelve. Either way, <laughs> ten yeah, to ten. twelve. Thank you. But yeah. So, but again, you've seen. Have you ever been in a seventh grade? Recently. Uh, those are thirteen-year-olds. No. I thought thirteen was was uh, eight, was eight and... I don't have any children. Uh, you turn thirteen in seventh oh. grade, and you turn fourteen in eighth grade. Really? My math is off then. Because I know you turn 18 when you're a senior, 17 as a, as a junior, 15 as a, as a, a sophomore, 14 as a junior, sorry, as a freshman, 13 as uh, eighth grade. I think you forgot 16. Did I forget to see guys? Okay. My math was off. I'm a little tired too. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> yeah, but either way, middle schoolers are a hyperactive bunch. Um. And they. I mean, mm. not necessarily. I mean, my middle school experience was much more sarcasm than hyperactivity. Fair enough. Uh, um, it just might be the places that I was looking at when I was trying to teach. Go ahead. Yeah, no, in theater, I can tell you that what we used to call junior high, which is now middle school, not only are they hyperactive, mm -hmm. but all the girls seem to have uh, I don't know. Maybe they suck down helium or something. It's it, <laughs> their their laughter and their shrieks just. Uh. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So basically, you have a uh, ten to twelve year old human boy learning how to meditate and learning how to focus, and all his body wants to do is like run, jump, thing, do, and he's like, I have to sit here and be quiet. 
kiddo. What did I do to deserve this? Oh, yeah. That. I mean, he is double secret grounded, so um, I don't know what he's complaining yeah. about. That's what happens when you run off and make deals with strangers by yourself. <laughs> and to get a whole new body that biology. doesn't like right. And that. <laughs> Yeah, so you're he, he you kind of nod like the you know I'm assuming somebody just kind of like pats Tubo on the head going you're doing so great and he kind of does the ah I'm <laughs> breathing breathing all quietly and you know but Mirgrim doesn't even open his eyes he says ah welcome back librarian welcome back lieutenant uh, your guests are doing much better now. pleased that you have been able to soothe the brains. It was quite easy. They are receptive to new ideas and need certain assurances. And as I've seen, once they are found that they have a purpose and that this is not a... Uh, basically, I completely lost the voice here, but it basically saying because they found a purpose and they realize that even though they're just brains in the jars, that doesn't make them, you know, pointless or throwaways or something else like that, that they have some sort of purpose to work with. They have found a form of order, and in that order, they find stability. So basically, they need to understand that being a brain in a jar is not a death sentence. Not a death sentence, not uh, basically, yeah. Not not being a burden, you have sensations again. You know, he also did say that thanks to a couple of my gifts, I was able to share certain memories with them. And with those memories, they found they could react. And so they're doing much better. A little illusion, if you will, to get them back to a sense of reality. Matrix. Yeah, Dooley's looking at you guys like you're all crazy. <laughs> there is nothing like... <laughs> normal or or your you know sense of reality in any of this <laughs> i'm sorry uh this is the point at which the brains and jars make you look at us like we're crazy <laughs> <laughs> so you come in uh after you you know again take your time to see what's going on adjust grab a bite to eat uh, relax for a quick second, because you all both have had quite a day. Um, yeah, Mirgrath's blood pressure has been on a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm guessing! <laughs> Not all, long after that, Ty um, comes, you know, knock, you know, hits the chime, asks to be let in, and at this point you actually see Tuba go, Mom, jump up! to let her in, to which Milgram reaches out, grabs him by the shoulder, spins him around, and pushes him back down in the meditative stance, all without opening his eyes. Um, <laughs> I I actually will <laughs> reprimand Milgram because uh, you must understand that as an underage intern, Chuckle's mother has parental rights that supersede those of the intern program. Also, you are not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I see. He's going well. Well, I've been gone. <laughs> he actually doesn't open his eyes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, what was that, Ty? I see everything's been going well while I was gone. <laughs> actually, by the way, in response to to to, to Becca, uh, Milgram, without him opening his eyes, goes, "Yes, 
but he did not he did not ask for permission from his uh, from the person in charge, which would be you, to open the do uh, door to the quarters. I suspect that is something that is required, since, as you said, he is on double secret grounding. Wait, did he actually open the door? No, he all Milgram. Uh, Milgram did open the door. Tugo jumped up to open the door, and that's when Milgram kind of like sat him right back down. So the door is open. No, he is not yours to reprimand. As you wish. Mirgorad has had enough of their goddamn authority being challenged today. <laughs> so the door is open. <laughs> the, the, if Milgram, if somebody else opens it up, sure. Okay. Or just, or if, if somebody just wants to yell the word enter. Yeah, Mirgrad uh, is the door. <laughs> exactly. Hello. Mir yeah, Mirgrad. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you come in, there's a meditating uh, a Nimbari, and there is your son meditating as well. <laughs> I just like stare at this for a moment, and then I'm like, I shrug a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured you'd be doing math homework or something, but okay, that's fine too. Uh, well, we've made, I have made a deal on our behalf with the Technomage. Things are going well. That went well. That one thing today went well. <laughs> what, what, what is the deal? Uh, basically, we need all the, we need the engineering department to take a look at detaching the ship he has from the hallway it's in without busting up the ship and in return he will help us get rid of all of these weird things that have been taking over the ship and also drop us off in the vicinity of Babylon 5 on his way to wherever the hell he's going. Assuming we can do with this ship thing and blah 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 but you know it's a big assumption anyway. Going back for a moment, I am unfamiliar with the provisions of double secret grounding. Should math homework be arranged? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he would be in school right now because the school year, I believe, has started in Burkiri on, Bur on Burkiri Prime. I think that's the name of the Burkiri homework, I'm not sure. On Burkiri Prime, so he should probably be in school since he's double secret grounded. I shall arrange something with the brains. Yeah, he was in advanced uh, statistics or uh, financial statistics, so he's smarter than me. <laughs> Milgram actually looks up and says, I too would be interested in this advanced in uh, financial statistics. I, Mimbari, do not have finance the same way as many places else. This is fascinating. A unique form of order. There you go. Everybody's happy with this plan. Well, except for maybe the kid. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he should have thought of that before he got double secret grounded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what happens. So, as you have this lull and you explain the... the, the uh, the deal, which, by the way, I will mention that he did say the phrase to the best of his abilities more than once, but as you said, everything's if I mean, anyway. Ty uh, knows that. That's why she's said if any of this works out at all. 
Okay. She didn't miss that. This is not her first rodeo. I mean, I'm Fair also enough. just gonna put that out there. Uh, that, like, this is a techno-mage who let his ship, which is an incredibly important part of their culture and, uh, like, uh, society, get accidentally welded onto a giant ship as scrap. So, like, I'm just saying, he's probably not the number one techno-mage out there. I, I don't think <laughs> he let it get welded. I think he was doing some stupid experiment and it accidentally got put there. I'm just saying, either way, he's probably not that great. Cause I, I feel like like a a a, a, a top tier techno mage might have like made sure that his ship didn't get accidentally welded to another ship. Just by the right, well. I finally meet the techno mages and it's the idiot of the techno mages. I don't care how this happened. That is not my problem. <laughs> I mean, except to the extent that it is. I mean, he's here how now. is not a problem. Uh, how it happened is not a problem. Getting a head up is so. You're getting getting the the ship out is. I mean, well, that's listen, I did my best here. It's not like I can offer him a few million credits and a vacation. And <laughs> hope. Yeah, you have no way of getting to Disney it. Planet. Yeah, we we. <laughs> I don't exactly have a lot of financial or emotional leverage here, so... Did you want some? I don't think he cares about money. Strange as that may seem to me and everybody else. I mean, the Pakmura are all communists, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, as all right. A... So as you guys are taking a moment to relax, figure things out, again, you're gonna have to approach the the captain once he's awake with the proposal uh, from the techno mages because you're kind of acting as a medium. Uh, after and you guys get, Ty uh, already agreed to all that, so hopefully he agrees because Ty already agreed to it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, didn't Ty agree um, provisional to the, to the higher ups on the ship agreeing? Yeah, sure, totally. That's true. She totally did that. Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she kept saying like, "I can't agree to anything. I have to run it by the higher ups." I believe I heard that too mm. during the conversation. Yeah, that's true. She did say that briefly. Mm -hmm. So, while everyone gets a chance to rest and and you know get you know basically bite to eat, wash up, and finally have a chance to go. Okay, nothing exploding in the next four or five hours. Okay, that's a good time to get a nap in. Uh, <laughs> um, however, because I have to end it in a certain way, Dooley's chime goes off. But it's not the usual beep, I have a message. It's actually more urgent. It's closer to the beep, 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 beep. Okay, I will fish and, out the communicator mm -hmm. and turn it on. You turn it on, it's like... Lieutenant Dooley, how can I help? Uh, Dooley, this, this this is Kali. Uh, I don't mean to wake you. Sorry, sorry. We have an incident we need your assistance with. Where are you? I'm I'm in the I'm near Med Lab. I'm trying to figure out how the captain got loose. Oh shit! <laughs> what? Which, by the way, would I would normally uh, would end it with the. Uh, PA system going off the in, on the entire ship, and just hearing the phrase, 
Tim Mimpari. Oh, you can always add that in later. Genocidal maniac is running around again. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. And that's where we ended for today. Good thing our Pitmanbari uh, is also double secret grounded. <laughs> yes. <laughs>How could you not end it on something so beautiful, so incredible, something that really tears up the throat if you really do it wrong? But if you want to hear me tear up my throat, like I'm doing now, then you must tune in again next time to Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story, and you will witness more of what's going on. None of you excuse me, I must convince these more people that I was actually at Babylon 5. Can you believe that? They even think I was an ambassador. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Odyssey, a Babylon 5 RPG podcast, or Reddit, r slash odyssey b5 babylon 5 was created by j michael straczynski and is owned by warner brothers domestic media the babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by mongoose publishing utilizing the ogl gaming license for d20 our audio engineer is gabriel belden our theme music titan striker was composed by evan king incidental music provided by tabletop audio at tabletopaudio.com all other music provided by creative commons license and is available of information on our website Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.